Hi there, and welcome to the Astrology Hub podcast. My name's Amanda Poole-Walsh, and I'm the founder of Astrology Hub, and I've seriously been chomping at the bit to share today's episode with you. It addresses a question that we get asked all the time, and that is, do you have a recommendation for an astrologer I can have a reading with? Simple question, right? Actually, wrong. (laughs) It's a very complicated question because there is no one-size-fits-all astrology. And what you're looking for in a reading may be very different than what another person is looking for in a reading. Plus, there are personality differences and worldview differences and all kinds of things that need to be considered when pairing you with the best astrologer for you. So when I get asked this question, I start to feel the weight of responsibility because I know the power of a good reading. I also know the disappointment of a reading that misses the mark, that doesn't answer the burning question I have, or worse, is disempowering or leaves me with fear about the future. Astrology readings done well are inspiring, empowering, and clarifying. Some insights you receive during a reading may be a complete surprise to you, But in general, it's most common that a good reading will validate what you already know deep inside. It's almost like the astrologer has access to the voice of your soul and can reflect back what you already know but might have a hard time seeing or articulating. A good reading will give you the confidence you need to make decisions to either change your path or double down on the direction you're going. In fact, it was my first astrology reading that set the stage for the very existence of Astrology Hub. I didn't know what to expect as I knew nothing about astrology beyond the horoscopes at the back of Vogue, and I was blown away at the accuracy, insights, and details that could be revealed to a perfect stranger simply by knowing my birth time, date, and location. I cried, I laughed, and I can honestly say it was my first very personal experience of the divine intelligence underlying this entire universe, also known as God. (laughs) I was forever changed. And that is why I'm so passionate about this episode and why I've been so excited to share it with you. It's also why I'm committed to guiding you to the best possible experience for you. To ensure you walk away from this episode with a clear path forward, I've done two things. First, I called in my right-hand woman, our senior editor and master astrologer, Donna Woodwell, for this episode, because she is so knowledgeable and experienced with these types of things. Second, Donna and I put together a five-step guide for you to help you streamline your process of finding the best of the best to take care of you and answer the questions that lie deep in your heart. We provide you with a list of the astrologers we have personal and intimate experience with. These astrologers have either been guides for our Inner Circle membership, or maybe they've been teachers in one of our courses. And we help you narrow down the search with guidance on the types of astrologers you can use for different questions, how to ask questions that will get you the answers you want, and how to know immediately if an astrologer is not right for you. It's worth noting that, of course, our list of recommended astrologers is not exhaustive. I know there are many other wonderful astrologers that we haven't had the pleasure of working with yet, so the list is not the end-all be-all, but it is certainly a great starting point for those of you who want some help narrowing down your options. It's also important for me to share with you that we do not have an affiliate or monetary relationship with the astrologers for their readings. We're not recommending these astrologers because we make a commission when you have a reading with them. In fact, we don't receive any compensation at all when you book your reading with them. These are just astrologers who are at the top of their craft, have years of experience, and a proven track record, and most of all, people we've worked with who are loved by our Astrology Hub community. So you can download this list of astrologers, plus our free five-step guide at astrologyhub.com slash astrologers. Again, that's www.astrologyhub.com slash astrologers with an S, or you can find this link in the show notes if you're driving or can't write it down right now. So without further ado, we're going to head on over to the episode and meet Donna so we can give you your five steps for choosing the right astrologer for you. All right, Donna, I don't know if you've experienced this, but I know I definitely have. One of the questions I get asked most often personally when people find out what I do for a living, and also one of the questions that comes into our support inbox all the time is, who do you recommend for astrology readings? I love this because it shows that you all trust us with our recommendations, and this is great. However, when anyone asks me this question, I feel a real sense of responsibility 
to set them up, or it's, it's almost like matchmaking, with the right astrologer for them. There are so many different types of astrology designed to answer so many different questions. There's so many different astrologers with different focuses, different talents and gifts. And I've also heard and experienced in my own life about the significant consequences of getting a reading with the wrong astrologer for you and how this can turn people off to astrology in general, just like writing off astrology for life, or worse, leave them in fear about their life and uncertain about themselves. And so I take this question very seriously. And I know you do too, Donna. There definitely isn't a one-size-fits-all answer to this question. So for all of you out there, Donna and I got together and created a five-step process that you can use to select the right astrologer for you, the one who will answer the questions you're looking to have answered, and who will leave you feeling empowered and seen. And we're making this process as easy for you as possible. But Donna, before we dive in, why do you think it's so important that people put some real thought into this choice of who they get an astrology reading with? Well, you know, Amanda, I think the image that you have of being a matchmaker is a really good one because I mean, ultimately when you see an astrologer, you're opening up your life to someone, at least if, if you're using astrology to its full effect. And anytime you get intimate with someone, there's a lot of trust that goes into the equation of allowing someone to talk to you about you know, the deepest parts of you and the things that you're most concerned about. And so, of course, if there's not that rapport, if there's not that trust, if you're not speaking the same language, you know, it can be as painful as relationships can be. And naturally, I think it's very wise to sit down, think about what's important to you, what you want to know, and then try to find someone who can relate to you on that level. You know, one of the things too is that once you hear something, it's really hard to unhear it. You know, it's really hard to like erase something from your memory when someone says something that has a strong impact. So it really is important to take time and to take the choice of who you're going to open yourself up to. Like you said, Donna, it is, it's super intimate. I mean, you're, you're basically opening up your soul to this person and, and they're actually reflecting back to you what they see in the astrology chart. And so I love when I meet astrologers and there's many of them who take this responsibility so seriously and really understand the impact that they have on people's lives. And they take that and they, they use that power very wisely and compassionately. That's what, the, what we're always looking for at Astrology Hub is people who, who understand that this, these are people's lives and this is real impact that they can have. Okay, so with all that said, we, again, we came, we got together, we wrote out a process that you can use, literally like a blueprint, so that you can find an astrologer easily and without a lot of stress. And now that we have the internet, it's both a blessing and a curse. You, know, you can go on and you, you're overwhelmed with the amount of astrology information that you could find. And in some ways, that's great. But then also, it can be information overwhelmed. So we're really here to make this easy for you and just to help guide you. Ultimately, of course, the selection and choice is yours but we'd love to just give you this guide to help you with that process. All right, so diving in to step one. Step one, speaking of making it easy for you, we recommend you download the list of recommended astrologers from Astrology Hub. Now, I know that I'm biased. However, we've been doing this for about four years, and we really have an amazing pool of astrologers that we've worked with we go through extensive processes around who we select. And so you can look at the list that we've put together and that is a great starting point because once you're in that list, again, there's a lot more things to think about, but you can use that list as a starting point for your process. Just go to astrologyhub.com slash astrologers, astrologyhub.com slash astrologers. It's free. You can download that and that's a great place to start. The other thing about that list is that we've categorized the astrologers into different areas of, of expertise. And so that, you know, different areas that they focus on, are they traditional astrologers? Are they evolutionary astrologers? Are they Vedic astrologers? You know, so you can actually start to narrow in on the list. Okay. So step number two is know thyself, decide what you're looking for in a reading and what questions you want 
answered. Donna, can you tell us, I, I think the thing that happens for most people is they don't even realize how many questions astrology could answer. They don't, they don't actually realize what's possible. So can you start with, here are the types of things that astrology can answer for people. Absolutely, Amanda. I am actually always stunned when I have a form and I've been seeing clients for getting close to 20 years now where I ask them, what do you want to talk about in your session? And half the time, I don't know, what can I talk about? And that really means there's a lot more education to do about what astrology is. And, you know, it's designed to give us a tool for exploring all the different areas of life that humans are most concerned with. So astrology can answer questions about, you know, who you are and your health and your physical body, your relationships, who's most important to you in your life, uh, what kind of synergies you have between you and other people, what's your career goals, what you're called to do while you're here physically on this earth, where you come from, what's motivating you, what's deep lurking in your psychology, and even more besides. Um, there are even tools in astrology to be able to answer all kinds of the most mundane questions. Like I had one of my students, you know, just say, hey, I lost my passport. Can you help me find it? We used an astrology chart to help her find her lost passport. So even those most mundane things can be answered with astrology. So there are very few things that astrology can't answer. And so I like to joke with people, you know, astrology just generally doesn't give you the winning lottery numbers. Otherwise, I would give them to myself first before I would give them to other people. And it, it's not great at giving you definitive, you must do this kind of answers. But it is fabulous at helping you see your life from an objective perspective, help you see the choices that you could make. And a good astrologer, rather than limiting those choices, presents options for you and helps you think them through so that you can make the best choices for yourself. A couple things on that, Donna. The way that I love to think about the astrologers are more like guides versus gurus. You know, they're not an oracle that you go to that's going to tell you the future. It's more like they're guides reading the energy and presenting possibilities. The other thing is that I've been shocked to find that in addition to all those questions that you listed, other things like, where's the most ideal place for me to live? based on what I'd like to experience in life. When is a great time for me to buy a home or sell a home? When's a great time for me to invest in a business or not invest in a business? Or what about the, the upcoming surgery that I need to have? What are some good dates for that? And what are some dates that I should avoid? I mean, it can get so specific and so helpful. So when you are thinking about having a reading, you can start with, you know, I love to have a reading around my birthday every year and have the astrologer look at the upcoming transits and help me identify the themes that I'm going to be working through through that year and things I need to be aware of and opportunities I have and challenges that may come up. And it's just really helpful for me to have that framework as I go into a new year for myself. But again, it's it, so it can be kind of open-ended, but also, the more specific you, you can get on what it is you're wanting to get out of the reading, the better. Don't you agree? Sometimes people will come and say, well, just tell me what I need to know. And in general, that sort of starts a gentle conversation with my client that says, between you and me, uh, the more you put into the reading is the more you're going to get out of the reading. And when you throw up your hands and say, just tell me what I need to know, um, you're giving away your power to the astrologer and telling them, assigning to them to think about what's most important to you. And they don't know. How can they possibly know? They're not in your life the way you are. And so when you come to an astrologer, part of, part of your work is having the best questions possible because it shows that you're really engaged in the process. And there's something magical about just framing the question that the answers start coming to you. And sometimes they come to you through the mouth of the astrologer. Sometimes they come to you through you know, the billboard that you happen to drive past on the way to see the astrologer and many other ways besides. So if you're truly engaged in the process of wanting to live your life well, so much so that you're willing to go and find an astrologer and pay money to help you with the process, 
then, you know, the least that you can do is start forming those questions in your own mind and speaking them out loud so that the universe can attract the answers to you. And attract the right astrologer. Okay, so we're, we've, we've gone, yeah, so we've gone through two steps. Step one, go to astrologyhub.com slash astrologers with an S at the end and download the list of astrologers that we would recommend. Of course, you can work with any astrologers outside of that list, but if you really are just like, whoa, where do I even start? This is a great resource. Okay, step number two, get clear on your questions. Get clear on what you would like to get out of the reading. And that is going to be a great place for you to start as you're looking through that list and seeing what people specialize in. Step number three is to start doing some of your own research into the astrologers. We've put the links to their websites. You can check out their Facebook pages or their Instagram. Look for testimonials. If there's other people that have worked with these astrologers, ask other people. You really want to be screening the astrologer that you choose for resonance. Like, do you have resonance with this individual? Do you have a similar viewpoint or a different viewpoint? You know, I, one of the things when people ask me to hook them up with an astrologer, I'm kind of assessing their openness level versus like how conservative they are. Are they, you know, I, we have some astrologers that are going to tell you about your, your star seed lineage and like get really out there. And then there's others that are just, they're more traditional, they're more conservative. And so depending on who's asking me the question, I'm going to recommend different people. So this is something for you to consider for yourself. You know, how, <laughs> how out there do you want to get? How, how much would you like to keep it on the physical realm and answering some really practical questions? Because different astrologers are better at different things when it comes to that. You can think about other things like do they incorporate other systems that sound compelling or useful to you? So there's other complementary systems to astrology that different astrologers bring in. So things like human design or gene keys, maybe financial advising or business planning or psychotherapy. Donna, are there other complementary systems that you can think of that people could be looking for? Oh, you can do astrology with anything. I mean, I know there are astrologers and lawyers. They, they elect times to take their, their, their cases to court. And if they can't get a time that they like, they do a little bit of astrological magic to wait the procedures, you know, to make it go easy for their clients. So, I mean, if you could do that, there are many, many, many things you can do with the tool of astrology. Yeah. Astrology and different healing modalities like Reiki. I know you, you practice Reiki and hypnosis, astrology and aromatherapy. So there's, you know, there's a lot of different complementary practices that people might be bringing to the table. So are you compelled or, or curious or interested in, in any of those kind of combinations? And Amanda, if I can just add to this equation, you know, when people come to me, they're coming from different places and I treat the different places that they're coming from a little bit differently. So if you're coming to an astrologer because you in general want to learn more about yourself, more about the world, more about some of these different techniques, then you may be falling into the category that one of my shamanic healers used to call go play eagle. And go play eagle just meant getting perspectives from all different places because they all have something to offer you. So that's one of those times when you might want to, you know, learn something from this astrologer over there and listen, learn something else from this astrologer over here. And each one like the facets of a diamond, bring you some amazing insight that no one person would have had. But when you put them all together, you get this amazing tapestry. Other people are coming from the perspective where they've been through something really, really difficult, or they're in crisis at the moment. And you may want to focus more on how you work through that whatever situation that you're in, rather than going and trying all these things that you've never considered before. So it's not just your tolerance for difference or diversity, it's also how that combines with where you are at right now. And, you know, different astrologers will be able to meet that in different ways. Okay, so step one, download your list. Step two, decide on your questions and what you're looking for in the reading. Step three, do your own research into the astrologers, check out their websites, check out their social media, see how they are presenting their work. Step four is consider your other needs. So very practical things like what's your budget? And do you want to see someone local or do you mind doing long distance? Most astrologers will do 
readings via Skype or Zoom or the phone. So is it important to you to be able to sit down with someone or are you okay doing a reading long distance? Are there language constraints? Uh, do you want a recording? This is big. I personally love getting the recordings because it's so fascinating to listen later. Because a lot of things they say in the moment, you're not, I've found that I'm not maybe ready to hear them or I can't really absorb them. They like go over my head. I, it's, it's almost like they didn't happen. But then when you go back and listen, it's like, oh my gosh, like there was so much here. And I only got a percentage of it when I was actually there live. So to me, the, having the recording is really important. And then things like, do they offer a money back guarantee? Like what happens if you're super dissatisfied? Donna, do you find that most people have these kinds of offerings? I find that most people don't. I find when I tell people that I have a money back guarantee, they look at me like I have two heads. And I think there are astrologers who I have a lot of respect for who do. The reason why I continue to have one is I don't usually talk about it publicly in places like this, but you know, I think for the purposes of this, if it's important to say, not every astrology reading is going to go well. And you know, the better you get at it, the more you can screen out people before you see them. Hey, I'm not the right person for you to see. I think you might enjoy this person based on your questions that you're asking me. And it gives you a, a sort of no harm, no foul. Hey, it was great to meet you. I'm going to send you your check back and, you know, let get you what you really need, which isn't me. On the flip side, it also makes you really consider as an astrologer, are you presenting what astrology can do? I remember oh, maybe 15 years ago, I had someone, a woman come to see me and she was talking about, you know, all different parts of her life. And she went home and then six months later, I got this really, really upset email from her that she didn't pay her mortgage. And how dare I not tell her that she wasn't going to pay her mortgage? And I thought about that for a minute. I'm like, how would I know that? <laughs> how would I even see that in your astrology chart? And for me, it was easier to just say, hmm, you know, I didn't explain what astrology can do well. And just to preserve the goodwill and my sense of, you know, rightness, I just said, here, here's your check back. <laughs> really, I'm so sorry I did not meet your needs. And, I, you know, I hope things go better for you. But that's me. Not everyone will see it that way. But it is something to consider and talk to your astrologers about. I never had anyone, I never had anyone demand their money back because, you know, I... I I did something wrong. It just, it feels better. It feels cleaner. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I mean, we, we offer a money back guarantee with all of our courses and everything we offer because the truth is you don't want people there and paying for something if they're not happy with it. On the flip side, people give me tips all the time. And, and so I figure that's the opposite of the money back guarantee that they, they, they give you more than you asked for. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I love this. Even for those of you considering giving readings, this is something to really think about, you know, and I, and I do know that it also, it puts the onus on you to a, like you're saying, Donna, screen people that aren't a good fit for you, like honestly are not a good fit for you. And you know, they're not going to be satisfied. So it's, it's like, don't take them in the first place. But I also want to point out, you know, the, the story you just told about this woman, you know, why didn't you tell me to pay my mortgage or, you know, putting all the power in the hands of the astrologer and taking no self-responsibility for choices. That is just the opposite of what I believe astrology is for. I mean, astrology is here to inform us and to give us another layer of data or information or another perspective or lens, but we ultimately have to take responsibility for our lives. And so putting all the, the responsibility on the astrologer to tell you what to do all the good astrologers that I know refuse to do that. They won't do that. They'll put it back. They'll say, no, I can't do that. And in my case, I generally make a, a slight joke out of it. Hey, look, I have a hard enough time telling myself what to do and then doing it. And I, I'm certainly not going to take responsibility for telling you what you need to be doing. And because I don't know you, I, I, I know your chart but what's important to you isn't necessarily what's going to be important to other people. And I can help you identify your choices, but your choices are still yours. As you just said, the good astrologers won't take that on. 
the ones that are learning might try and they'll either realize it'll burn them out because you, you can't put all that weight on your shoulders, you know, or more difficult cases, they like telling people what to do. In which case, I personally would run away, <laughs> run away, because that, that's a recipe for all kinds of uh, the dark side of astrology, so to speak. And we're going to go there here in just a minute, some signs that you can tell if an astrologer is not right for you. But before we do that, let's go into step number five. Okay, so we have, we have step one, download the list. We have step two, which is to get clear on your questions. We have some step three, which is do some research into the astrologers. Step four, consider your other needs, the practical things like the budget, whether someone's local, if you want a recording, those kinds of things. And then step five, reach out to the astrologer and see if you actually have rapport with them. If you actually have resonance, if you actually feel a chemistry between you and this person, contact the astrologer and ask questions. You have the right to ask them. You can chat with them via email usually, or maybe phone for a few moments before you book. And, uh, I love this. Donna says, would you book a book with a therapist or acupuncturist without speaking to them first? You wouldn't. I, I'm sure most of you wouldn't, unless they came just highly referred and you just already knew that they were perfect for you. Exactly. I mean, I, I've just been in the market for a new acupuncturist this last couple of weeks. So it's like top of mind. You know, I made some calls and if someone's going to be you know, sticking needles with me and working with my energy system, you better want to talk to them before they do so because... I want to make sure that I'm in the right place to you know, be able to work through the things that I need to work through. And why would you not do the same with an astrologer? And people don't. A lot of times they just show up and you start asking questions. What do you hear? Well, you know, I was always interested and I just found you. And so here I am. And I'm okay with that, really. But it always astonishes me, though, for some people, especially when they're in like really difficult circumstances, that... And on the flip side, when you do this long enough, you start trusting in the power of the universe and that everyone ends up where they need to end up for good or for ill at that particular moment because there's a lesson in it. Even if we don't know how it all works, it tends to work itself out. Even at the moment, it looks like it's not working out. It's so funny. Yeah. I mean, just, just some compassion for all of you out there because I'm remembering that the reason why I went for my first reading was because my business partner at the time, told me that I should. I just needed to check this woman out and I needed to see if she might be someone that we want to do some collaboration with. I didn't come with specific questions. I just knew that there was this amazing astrologer that I was being recommended to go listen to or you know, have, have a reading with. And then of course it blew away, it blew me out of the water and the rest is history. But you know, you, there is that element of like trusting why you're sitting down with the person you're sitting down with. But I think doing that with a little bit of intention is definitely going to help your odds of having a good experience, for sure. In terms of some of the practical needs, we talked about the budget and just being clear on how much you want to spend for the reading. So Donna, tell us like what's, what's the range for readings? Well, you know, the, um, one of the professional astrology associations, the OPA, the Organizational Pro Professional Astrologers, did a survey of astrologers to find out in the United States what the range was. And uh, for most professionals in the United States, it's going to range between $75 and $175, depending on really the cost of living in the area in which the astrologer lives, as well as the experience level of astrologer. Now, it goes up from there. I actually charge more than that. And a lot of the um, bigger names astrologers are going to charge more for their sessions because there's so many people and they have to manage their time in some way. I mean, as a general rule of thumb, I tend to think about it as going to be something like the, the cost of a, a two-hour massage for most, for most areas. But, you know, that's what you're going to pay for a good therapist too. And for an astrologer, if they're really, really good, you can learn more, way more about yourself than you would even in years of therapy in a very short order. That's actually one of the reasons why astrology and therapy can work so well together is that astrology can give you an overview of a whole bunch of issues in a, in a short span of time and that you can take it back to your therapist and work through your regular therapy protocols much faster because of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely have had some sessions that are worth years of therapy or you know, even just in terms of the amount of healing that happens and the amount of forgiveness of things that have happened in the past, uh, the amount of pain reduction in like day-to-day -day reality or, 
the amount of insight that I have into how to best navigate the future. It's like, wow. I mean, there's many times that I walk out of an astrology reading and it's like, that was pretty much invaluable. This comes back to why the recording is so important for, for so many people is because it's packed full of information. It's not uncommon for people to listen to it five, six, seven, eight times over the next few years even. There's something different every single time. Absolutely. Yep. I've definitely had that experience. Okay. So with that said, what are we looking at? I mean, what's, what's the range? As I said, somewhere between $75 and $175 is normal and expected. If it's a lot less than $75, I'd start to be concerned. They're either going to be really new to astrology, in which case that's not necessarily bad. Just because people don't have a lot of experience yet doesn't mean that they're bad astrologers. It just means that they don't have a lot of experience yet. But sometimes they, they charge lower prices so they can get the experience. And that could be a great way to um, help people who are getting started. Or it could be you know, they don't really care about you that much. And they're just trying to like, you know, the next thing on the list. So you have to be careful. Same side on the flip side, if someone's charging a lot more than $175, you start asking questions like why? And, you know, if, if they have a really, you know, a lot of good reviews, a great reputation, maybe you've heard them someplace, it might be worth it. But just because they have a big name doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to give you the kind of um, session that you're looking for. So this is, comes back around to doing a little bit of homework and setting your expectations, knowing what you want to hear, and then reaching out to the astrologer and getting a sense of you know, what kinds of services they can offer you. It's, it's a tricky one. I definitely have not found a perfect correlation between the amount of money I spend and the quality of the reading. I would agree with you. I mean, I've had, a, I've had readings myself because I have been in the astrology community for so long. I know a lot of people and I've had a lot of people give me readings. Some of them, I mean, I haven't paid for them because I knew them and we were trading or something. And I learned as much about what kind of readings I didn't like from some very famous people than I did about what I did like. So again, you've got to be aware and participating in your own process and asking the right kind of questions. The other thing to keep in mind too is when you're doing your research is finding out what happens if the session goes over time. So like if it's a 60 minute reading and it goes 90 minutes, are you going to be charged for the 90 minutes or is the astrologer just sort of offering that generously? I've had both scenarios where you know, it goes over time and then I get charged extra and it was kind of like, oh, wow, I was not expecting that. And then I've had... That would make me angry. Uh, you know what? It kind of did too for me too because, because as, the, as the receiver, you're sort of letting the astrologer guide the session and if they're willing to give an extra 30 minutes, you're kind of thinking they're willing to give an extra 30 minutes. But when then you get hit with the bill for it, it's like, oh, shoot, I guess I should have been thinking this more of like when you talk to like the accountant or the lawyer who is just going to bill you for every minute that you're there. So that's an interesting one too. And I think it's just, it's just good to be aware of so you can ask these questions up front and you don't get blindsided on the back end. Yeah. Cause that would make me mad. <laughs> <laughs> it, it definitely was a shock for me. Cause I mean, when you are receiving an astrology reading and even though you are interacting and you're asking a lot of questions, you're still on the receiving side. And when you're receiving, you're not thinking about what the clock says. It's kind of like being in a therapist's office. You know, you know, when I'm in therapy, you know, the therapist occasionally has to say, uh, we're out of time. I'm like, really? I didn't even know what time is it? Because <laughs> I was in process. And if, and if the therapist says, well, you're like 15 minutes late, that'll be an extra 25% or something. I think I would be horrified. And <laughs> Exactly. Well, and on the flip side of that, respect the astrologer's time too. Like if you have a reading set for a time, show up at that time and don't expect if you're late that the whole reading is going to go late. Because a lot of the, especially the astrologers we work with, they're busy, you know, they're booked. Like sometimes it can take a, a couple weeks or a month to get in to see them. So yeah. And as a related corollary, now I know this is human nature and we can't really solve it, but the number of times when you're seeing someone there, especially if it's the first time and they're feeling you out and you're, and you're talking about a lot of different things and they save the question that's most important to them for the last five minutes. 
I think I've done that. I think I've done that. Donna. And you're like, okay, I don't want to tell you, like give you a flippant answer. And obviously this is really, really important to you. And I don't want to try to think I'm scamming you by saying you have to come back, but you really saved up the, the, the most important thing for last. And there's not a lot of time to go into this. And it's, it's both amusing and frustrating at the same time. So, but I also understand when you're just getting to know someone, you know, they may not feel comfortable, you know, you know, laying out these really complicated issues when they first walk in the door. So that's another thing to consider, you know, I mean, unless the astrologer is a therapist, you probably aren't going to see them on a week to week basis because that's not what astrology is really set up to do. But if you've got a lot of stuff going on, you might need to see them, you know, one or two or three times in a row to get to all of the things that are really important to you. So that's also something to consider when you are making your plan for what kind of a astrological consultation you want to work with. Yeah, I definitely have, have wished at times that I could just have astrologers on speed dial. <laughs> and I kind of do. Uh, Amanda, of all the people in the world, you do have astrologers on speed dial. <laughs> I guess that wish got fulfilled. I pretty much do. It's hilarious. Um, but I agree with you. It's not like you go have one reading and then you're done and everything's clear. I mean, there's going to be times where you you would like some more information and it's good. Like you go, you live your life and things happen and then it's like, oh, I got to go back now. I need, I need more information. Plus, it's not always about you. Like I've had readings that are more focused about, about my children and I really, you know, I'm going through something with my, my children. I want to understand them better. So again, so many different angles. Yeah, I, I always joke that like, you know, any chart you can sit down and talk for eight hours about easily. This gets back to the how long is an astrology session? Most of the time they're around an hour. If you get too much less than a half an hour, especially if you don't know someone, unless you're doing like single questions like where's my passport, it's hard to get to the meat of things in, in less time than that. If they're longer than like an hour and a half, 75 minutes to an hour and a half, people's eyes start to glaze over and you reach a point of diminishing returns where you just, you can't process any more information because it's so dense. So think about that um, when you're booking that, you know, they tend to hover around an hour. But um, I remember when I first started, I used to, you know, book two or three, like, oh, they were like, why don't you do a, a, a personal natal reading? And they wanted to do a relationship reading. And they wanted to do a, a location reading. And they wanted to do them all at once. I'm like, okay, I'll book a three-hour session, which at the time seemed like a good idea. But, you know, in hindsight, I, I think that's, very, that's amusing. I totally agree with you. Okay, great tips for those of you starting out too with your practices. All right, I promised that we would go into how to know if an astrologer is not right for you. And we have several things here for you. One of the... The biggest things for me is if you feel fear every time you talk to them, it's probably not a great fit. Now, this could be you. So with someone speaking as someone with as much Saturn as I have in my chart, I know that my immediate response can be fear. So I have to like be careful of like if it's coming from me or if it's actually coming from the other person. So think about that. But at the same time, if they're saying things to you that make you fearful or feel powerless, or feel, I, I mean, I just said powerless, but disempowered, you know, like pay attention to that. That's probably not the right astrologer for you. Donna, did you want to add anything to that? Yeah, that's probably not the right astrologer for anyone. But let's just be clear. I mean, I understand that in the world, there are monsters and there are monsters for a good reason, because we all need to be able to learn and stretch and grow. And we do so occasionally by confronting monsters. I remember when I was at an astrology conference, so maybe 12, 13 years ago or something. And I was all, I was very new to this concept of astrology conferences and to be surrounded by all these astrologers, like, wow, and this is kind of cool. And unfortunately at the time I had, um, I had been in a car accident like a week and a half before the conference and I had broken my hand into little itty bitty pieces. So I went to my a conference with a cast on, which, okay, first of all, started out like all kinds of interesting things of astrologers giving their theories without even seeing my chart of why I had broken my hand, which was entertaining in and of itself. But I was sitting down at a table in the corner with my computer and I was looking at my screen and some astrologer who had been certified by one of the organizations came up and it was the chart for my daughter. And she's leaning over my shoulder and she started talking to me about my daughter and saying that, you know, 
oh, it was a shame that my daughter was an only child because she really needed to have siblings. Oh, did I know that my husband was going to move us across the country? And she just started spouting out all this stuff. And the more she talked, the more horrified I was because A, I didn't ask for her opinion. B, I didn't like anything that she was saying. And C, it was all like about this faded stuff that I had no choice in. And then I started getting angry. <laughs> so, I mean, even, even if the astrologer isn't telling you you're going to have a terrible life and Pluto's doing this evil thing to you, astrologers can get so caught up in what they think they know about astrology that they're not listening to you. And if they're not listening to you, how are they? It's about them. It's not about you. And as the person hiring the astrologer, you should know, and hopefully the astrologer should know too, that it's their responsibility and their duty to help you through your process. When you see the astrologer, you are the hero on the quest. The astrologer is the guide. The astrologer is not the hero, and you are some thing that they meet along the way. You are the hero. And I know Amanda knows what I'm saying when I say this because it's something that we talk about in all kinds of other contexts of, of being the hero on your own journey. But it's especially important for you to remember this and, you know, walk away from an astrologer who doesn't understand. Yeah, it's, it's not right. Like, you're not there to be um, told some predictions that make you fearful about living your life. And if that's happening, then, then yeah, like Donna said, it's, it's, not, it's not the right fit. And like she said, it's probably not the right fit for anybody. Also, if they make really definitive statements, like you would never be a good astrologer. It's not in your chart. Or you will never find satisfying love. Or you have a really difficult chart. Pluto is making you blank. I mean, any statements like that are just like taking the information that's in the chart and putting it, making it so solid, like one perspective or one lens. Like it, it, there's so many different ways to look at everything that that astrologer is literally projecting what they think that means about you. And you do not have to take that on. And, and again, it's like what I said earlier in the beginning, it's hard to unhear something. This is why like the selection process is so important. And we've had, I, you know, we uh, recently interviewed some inner circle members and inner circle member Natalie came on and she was starting to get interested and maybe she could be an astrologer and she was getting excited about that. And then an astrologer looked at her chart and was like, no, you could never be an astrologer. Like, you're not wired for it. It's like, oh, it took her a year to recover from that. And, and that's a year she could have been like practicing her craft and honing it. And now she is practicing astrology and she loves it. And people are learning so much from her. So I'm going to be sputtering with annoyance at this point. I just, had, I just had a client last week and she had, she told me she had several astrologer friends look at her chart and say, oh, you have, you know, Pluto is conjunct the sun in the eighth house and you must have a terrible life. And she just went on and on. And I was like, wow, that's really hard. Can I ask what made you actually reach out to me? Because you had these terrible experiences with astrologers. I would think you'd never want to speak to an astrologer again. And she said, no, I had a friend who told me that, you know, she'd heard you on the radio and that, that, I th that she thought she would, you know, that we would really click. And I said, well, what do you think about your life? And she says, I love my life. My life is so amazing. And she started talking about all these stories. And then I had to say, well, between your own experience of having an amazing life and this person who told you because of this, this, and this in a chart that you would have a terrible life, which are you going to believe because you're having an amazing life? <laughs> so maybe the astrologer is incorrect or um, isn't looking at all the pieces, or perhaps the way they learned astrology isn't necessarily the only way to look at the equation or any of these other things. But I had to talk through it out loud for myself because it was the only way I could keep myself from getting really, really angry on her behalf. And, you know, sometimes I feel like one of the reasons I'm so passionately devoted to teaching astrology students is to prevent as many people from doing that to their clients as I possibly can, because there's no reason to put that kind of pressure, to put your own worldview on people that you are here to hopefully reduce the suffering of the world with this amazing gift we've been given. With great power comes great responsibility. I have this friend who, when his daughter was born, 
someone did a chart reading for his daughter and it was so negative about this baby, this little infant, you know, just born. Literally like she was going to have an, like no friends, no social life. She was going to have a really hard life, period. Like it was just going to be a hard life. And so he walked away like writing off astrology altogether. Like, and, and actually I feel like he walked away with a lot of fear about astrology and, and, and wouldn't really revisit it again because it had been so negative and, and just nothing redeeming. You know, how is that helpful for a parent to hear? How is that being a good human? I mean, seriously, would you go up and say those kinds of things to people if astrology wasn't in the equation? And what makes you think astrology gives you permission to even say those kinds of things? It's very disturbing. It is disturbing. Yeah. So you guys, if, if you've had that experience, it's not right. <laughs> and it's okay for you to feel upset about it. It's okay for you to feel angry about it. And again, remembering that you are your own authority. At the end of the day, you are your own authority. If something doesn't feel right, if something doesn't sit right, if something doesn't look right or smell right or feel right, it's not right for you. You don't have to judge the person. It doesn't mean that person's evil. It's just not right for you. So yeah, I mean, I, we've, we've, Donna and I have heard many, many, many horror stories. We recently received an email from a community member saying, you know, I've just basically like succumbed, surrendered to the fact that my life is always going to be horrible. I've been to several astro astrologers. They said, basically, my lot in life is to learn how to deal with the fact that I'll never be happy. It's like, whoa, really? Like, you know, so again, that, that, that is just not the, the responsible or empowered uh, use of astrology. So you don't have to put up with it. If someone's going in that direction in a reading, you can leave. You know, you don't have to sit there. And hopefully they have a money back guarantee like, like Donna does. Um, okay, some, some other things to know if they're not right for you. Um, why don't you take a few, Donna, here? Talk about horror stories. Okay, so if an astrologer is hitting on you, that's probably a bad sign. And I say this because astrology is truly an incredibly powerful tool. And astrologer who's good at what they do and has a modicum of intuition will get very intimate on the details of your life very quickly. And, you know, for anyone who's in a, a place that's at all, you know, dealing with relationship issues or intimacy issues, that can be a potent thing, you know, to feel like somebody's so in tune with you that you take it personally. So there's two sides to this equation. There's the person who, who, who you know, has a, gets a crush very quickly on their astrologer, but there's also the astrologer who gets off on it. And I know I, I've heard of one astrologer who's gone through like five wives and three of them were clients. And I find that just as creepy as a therapist who is hitting on their clients. And they have to, I mean, they can go to jail for doing that. Astrology is not regulated. So just be careful. An astrologer should hopefully have some appropriate boundaries and should not be mixing, you know, astrology and professional clients and relationship issues. I, that, that just doesn't, that doesn't sound like a good plan to me. And it's, it's, it's different if it's among friends, but it's not when, it's, when there's money changing hands. And so true. I mean, so many people go to the astrologer when they're in that vulnerable place. And to have someone see you in a way that like even your, the people closest to you don't, you know, your lover doesn't, your spouse doesn't, your children don't. And here's this stranger, like able to verbalize parts of you that nobody else knows. That, that is where misuse of power can come in easily, easily. And it's just, I mean, it's the same with any positions of authority. You know, we, we're seeing it in the churches with the priests. We're seeing it, you know, in the government. We're seeing it. It's like when there's that level of authority and when we're giving our power away to it, things can happen. So, yeah. I mean, astrology is a powerful tool. It gives us insight into the human psyche and how you're wired. And someone who isn't coming from an ethical place can use that as a way to disempower you on purpose. They can use it as a way to talk you into things that you might not have thought about on your own. They can use it as a tool for saying things like, you know, all the scams that psychics come up with, like, you know, oh, there's a curse on you, but if you pay me $5,000, I can take it off of you. And I mean, that, again, that's illegal. That the, the FBI has fraud alerts out for this kind of stuff. And I'm not saying that astrologers will do that per se, but 
I do know astrologers who have sat down in, you know, astrology conferences and, and counseled people setting up their businesses that, hey, well, you, if you want to make money at this, you have to keep them coming back. So, you know, say, hey, you can come back for this, you can come back for that, you can come back for this other thing. And all of a sudden, it's more about the astrologer making money than helping you. And it's a fine line with using astrology, you know, and paying astrologers, you know, a living wage and having it become something else. Mm, interesting. Yeah. So lots of food for thought, you guys. What, what are some other things to look for? Um, like red flags, I guess. Oh, one, of my, one of my least favorite red flags is, you know, you hear, oh, I heard an astrologer on Facebook once say, say, actually, when I speak during a session, I do not want the client to say anything. <laughs> they must be silent the entire time while I reveal my wisdom. And I'm like, all of my hackles go up because as you said in the beginning, this is the astrologer being the guru and not being the guide. And I suppose that, you know, for some people in their process, when they're in flow, they don't want to be interrupted. But I personally encourage my clients to ask as many questions as they want because they're going to get better answers if they're asking questions. And I consider it a, a conversation. And it helps them to take their power in the, by helping them steer the conversation to what's truly important to them. So the thought of there being astrologers who do not want their clients to speak because they believe that what they're saying is so very important that their clients should just shut up and take it all in disturbs me. Interesting. I haven't had that experience. Like my experience has been more astrologers are, I, I, sometimes I tend to want to be quiet just to, to not influence them. You know, that's funny. This is what I did in the beginning. Like it was more when I was like really skeptical. So I was like, well, I, I just won't say anything and see how accurate they are. You'll see how much they, they know without my input, you know? And yes, there's the testing that goes on. I mean, there's different kinds of clients that come to you. I think it's really funny. Um, there are clients that come because they're in crisis. Something's terrible. And their main question is, when is it going to stop? And so you have to work with those kinds of clients one way. Um, there are clients that are just curious and, you know, or someone gave them a gift certificate and they, they've always wanted to have a reading. And so they, they show up and they want to know a little bit of everything. There are clients who are students of astrology and they've never had a reading before, or they've had several and then want to see how different astrologers are handling the situation. There are clients who have very specific questions, like they're setting up a business and they want to know what's the right day to incorporate, or they're getting married and they want to pick an auspicious wedding date, those kinds of things. And then there are people who are on a really passionate quest for self-development. Um, they know something is changing. They don't quite know what it is. And they're like looking for words to describe it. But they're usually seeing a whole bunch of other different practitioners simultaneously. And, and the whole range, which makes it fascinating. But, you know, it, it also means as the astrologer, you have to learn how to adapt to all of these different, different ways of being, including the ones who... Well, generally speaking, the more you charge, the less likely you're going to get to have the people who are just testing you out. Although it does happen. Yes, I was one of those. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I think at this point, we've, we've laid out five different steps for you to take. You can download the list of astrologers plus this step-by-step -step guide so that it's kind of like a checklist. You know, you can go through your checklist and and choose the right astrologer for you. And I mean, really, this is coming from a place of wanting to, for you to have a great experience with astrology, for you to have it be something that, that it's been for us, you know, it's been empowering and inspiring and uplifting. And yes, we've had the opposite experiences, but I feel like those happened to me far enough in where I was able to screen them. And actually, you know, Natasha, the one I had my first reading with, who is now one of my soul sisters uh, on this planet, there's been times where I've had readings with other people and then I'll tell them what she said and she's like, oh, that's not right. Oh no, you can't do that. You know, so I was able to like bounce it off her and she, she's Russian, so she speaks with this awesome accent. Um, but she would just be like, that's not right. You, 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 they can't say that to you. And she would feel real protective. So I feel real protective of you, all of you out there. And I know Donna does too. We want you to have a good experience. At the end of the day, trust your intuition, you know, trust, trust that part in you who knows what's right. And um, we've just also wanted to mention for those of you who want to be able to do it yourself, you know, you're, you're, you don't want to rely on other people's interpretations. You'd like to be able to do it yourself. 
we are going to be opening up enrollment for Donna's class, Decode Your Cosmic Blueprint, which is our like basic foundational astrology chart reading course. That's going to be open up here soon. But in the meantime, you know, enjoy. I, I think it's so fun to play around with, with different types of astrology, different astrologers, but I always come back to my tried and true and trusted ones over and over because when you find a good one for you, it's like, okay, that's, that's my girl or that's my guy. And then it becomes, it does become like a, a, a relationship. They know you, they know your life, they know your children, they know your family, they know what you're going through. Yeah, I, I want to echo that. There's usually, there's no one right astrology, there's a, but there's a range. And I think having several different astrologers help you through things is usually helpful because you, each one brings something different to the table and helps you see things in a slightly different way. But it's a small range. And you're, you, there are ones that'll be outside that. And then, yeah, you're like, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm with Natasha there. You get to a point where you're like, uh-uh, <laughs> with that, no. And, and I think that comes down to, there's some things that you just can't know. And there are some things that are downright harmful to say. And you know that that's the astrologer, the other, the astrologer's bias about the way they see the world being projected onto you rather than holding space for you to develop your own way of seeing the world. And so I think that when, when your hackles go up and your protective side goes up, as Amanda just said, um, it's an indicator that, you're, that your own precious way of seeing the world is being infringed upon. And the more you honor that, the better off you're going to be. Mm, I like that, infringed upon. Important to remember those words. Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. Donna, thank you so much for joining me on this conversation. What I love is that you are able to bring both the perspective of the person receiving the reading, but then also the perspective of the astrologer, which is important as we go around and we, we request readings and we're working with astrologers. It's great for us to be great clients too. Well, you know, this is something we should probably say before we leave. If you are an astrologer and you're giving readings for other people, it's really important to know that you are on your own journey in this as well, in the sense that the more work you do on yourself, the better you're going to be able to respond to people when they come to you. And so I mentioned my therapist. I have been in therapy on and off most of my adult life in some form or another. And all of those sessions and all that processing I do on my own makes it easier and better and more powerful and gives me the ability to be more present to the people that I'm working with on a whole different level. And all of the astrologers that I respect are also doing a lot of work on themselves in order to be better guides for the people that they work with. And so that's something to consider as you go through your astrological process. You don't get to a place where you get to know everything and dispense wisdom, back to the guru phenomenon. You are companion to others who are taking their own heroic journeys. And the more you process through your own material, the better off you're going to be able to help others do the same. Very good. Very important for anybody in the, the field of healing or guiding, really, any sort of guidance. Absolutely true. It's also worth mentioning that we do not receive a commission or any sort of cut of the reading from the astrologers that are on our list. These are just astrologers that we've worked with. Either they were inner circle guides or they've helped us teach a course or they've been associated with Astrology Hub in some way, shape, or form. The agreement between you and that astrologer is completely between you and that astrologer. It has nothing to do with Astrology Hub. We do not receive any financial compensation for the reading. And also, there's no guarantee that because they're on the list, you're going to love the reading. So I just wanted to mention those things. Uh, we just put that list together really just to be a great starting point for you. But of course, look in your local area. I mean, I, I go to the grocery store and there's like astrologers, business cards and things. And you know, it depends on where you live. I do live on Maui. I know that's not normal everywhere. You know, but finding that astrologer, you can use a lot of the other uh, steps that we listed out today to screen and really, again, find that great resonance with an amazing astrologer. And then when you do find those astrologers, it's so awesome. I mean, the, the amount of insight and it's just like, it's, it becomes like a magical, co-creative, alchemical experience. And it's, it's extremely empowering. 
and magical just to be able to experience that magic in your life and and have a place you can go where you can trust to bounce things off that are happening. So hope that you enjoyed this episode. Donna, thank you again for joining us. I love doing episodes with you. You are just an incredible sound grounded experience guide Virgo Virgo (laughs) (laughs) that we love we love so thank you very much and I hope you enjoyed the episode I hope you found this episode useful and insightful and that you're even more excited now to have your next astrology reading I'm excited for you too remember to download your free guide the link is astrologyhub.com slash astrologers or you can find this link in the show notes. And please join us next week. On Monday, we'll be exploring the theme for the week, plus giving you your day-by-day astrological takeaways for the entire week. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you'll get notified as soon as we post new episodes. And as always, we truly appreciate all of you who have rated and reviewed the show. This helps us get the wisdom of astrology out to more and more people and makes you an integral part of the astrological resurgence and renaissance happening today. Thank you so much for sharing this time with us, for being a part of our community, and for making astrology a part of your life. I'll catch you on the next episode. Are you ready to learn more about astrology, take your work with the moon cycles to the next level, and experience what it feels like to be supported by a thriving community of like-minded and like-hearted souls? then we have the place for you. Join Astrology Hub's Inner Circle, a global community dedicated to spiritual growth, lunar forecasts, and mastery classes with leading astrologers. Simply go to astrologyhub.com slash inner circle to learn more and join us today. Reconnect with your childlike wonder of the universe and rediscover your place and purpose in it all. Join our inner circle today. Visit astrologyhub.com slash inner circle and get in our inner circle today. Hi, this is Chris Kaplan, the producer of the Astrology Hub podcast. This episode is over, but check the show notes for links to products and services you've heard about during this episode. And if you enjoyed our show, please subscribe and rate using the subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcasts.